This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited to be here today with the amazing Julie Hannon. You may have met her before because she's been on the podcast maybe two, maybe three times already, and she's definitely an integral part of most of our live events. She is a shaman, and she also is a Flow 365-er who then became, she's also a Flow 365 teacher because what she does is magical and unbelievable, and she loves so the process of flow and planning and it's been really impactful in her life which is why she's part of this series where we'll we're highlighting the work from some of our amazing flow 365ers and her work was so important in my life that I also asked her to come be a teacher in flow 365 because I knew that we needed to once a month hold space for our big visions and have somebody guide us through that because I talk a lot about starting from the inside and letting your vision come through you. I talk about that all the time because that's really what differentiates our planning process and it can be hard to do that and it can be so much more fun and nourishing and just supportive to be guided through that process and that's what Julie does with Inflow and it's so cool because we together we work together and we really get the vibe of what's happening in flow with members at the moment that she's going live and she really responds to that so the effect of that is that people's visions really do sort of explode every time after she does what we call the monthly ohm. So she comes and she leads us through visualization exercises and um, some explanation of what's happening um, spiritually at the moment. And it's just, it's such a great session. So I'm so excited for you all to hear from her today, learn from her, hear about her business hear about how flow planning has helped her business um, and just get all the amazing juju that one gets from Julie Hannon. So we're going to invite her on the show in a second. I just have two announcements before we get Julie on. Number one, if you're listening to this in real time, next week we are running work week, which is going to be so fun. So listen, 
There's so many summits happening right now. And in fact, I teach on a lot of them and I share them with you all. And there's even more happening because my inbox is full of them right now. And I love summits because I love the energy of all the learning and all the just all the amazing knowledge there is out there. I'm a big, I'm a big sponge of knowledge around personal growth and personal development and anything that I'm thinking about in terms of my body and parenting and entrepreneurship. I mean, I love all of it. And I decided that right now I wanted to host this event, but I really wanted it to be manageable. So we we made a different move. <laughs> we decided that we would take the four work-related dilemmas that come up most often in Flow 365 over the past year. We literally made a grid um, of what comes up every Monday. Everyone's sharing with me what they're working on. I can see the patterns. I can see when things repeat. That's how my brain works. I'm a, I'm a pattern person. So I can see all the things. And these are the three things around work. And again, we serve probably 80% entrepreneurs, 20% people working in jobs. And we've had a few people retire while they've been in flow, which has been so fun. But for us to see what happens on the on the other side of on the other side of work, but 80 percent entrepreneurs, and so three of these workshops that we're going to run during work week are specifically for entrepreneurs, and one is or two are specifically for entrepreneurs. One could probably be for both, and one is definitely for someone looking for a job. So the things that come up the most often are around marketing oneself. And we attract so many amazing people like Julie, who you're going to hear from in a second, who do just amazing work in the world and get such great results for their clients that why would they want to get out of alignment and market themselves? It Right? It just doesn't make sense sometimes. And it takes energy. And it's not the same kind of energy as creating magic for clients. And we we attract a lot of people like this who are really, really, really good about what they do, do, even if it's, you know, doesn't have to be in spirituality, but are really good at what they do and don't love that marketing piece. So, and I've just noticed also the ways that they're trying to market. So we asked two specific people to come on to respond to a goal that comes up so often. So one is around writing regular emails to your email list and growing your email list in general. And so I invited my good friend and past podcast guest uh, over next week to really dive deep and teach us about why one would want to build an email list and then help us to get in this habit of writing an email once a week to our list. And so she's going to teach us how to do this, and then we're going to do it. So instead of getting more content, I decided to really mimic and mirror what we do around here at Plan, at Plan Simple and in Flow 365, really, which is to learn, but then to really implement, to really make the thing happen. And so that's what we're going to do. So one day we're going to learn about emails, and we're going to schedule out emails for the rest of the year. We're going to know what everything unfolds and how to write them. I'm so excited. I'm going to, I'm linked all the things that we're doing. I'm so excited about doing too. Then the second thing is Instagram. And this is a big one for me. So I was excited that I'm not the only one with this issue. Um, and so I invited my friend Ina on. I'm super excited. She's also been on the podcast and she specializes in Instagram for small audiences. So it's really about like so often 
you know, why would we show up for something when we're not getting results from it? And so sometimes it's not the smartest thing to get stuck in social media and, and feel bad about not doing that, that strategy. But Ina teaches it in a way where it will pay off, like it will create clients because she thinks about how it's different to use Instagram for a small audience versus the big influencers that many entrepreneurs learn from. So I'm super excited to have her on and she's going to teach us her method of how she plans and how she batches all which are foundational things around here, foundational concepts. And then um, we're going to, again, have a a co-working session right after she teaches us to do the work, to finish the posts um, for the month through the end of the year, how as far as you can get. And I'm so excited about that. And then we have an amazing expert who's going to kind of bridge between entre- she's really for on she really teaches entrepreneurs but I think her talk will also be useful for those of you looking for work um, she's going to come teach about LinkedIn that's Janice Porter and she has a certain way to write your bio in LinkedIn that's really attractive that attracts the people that you're meant to be in contact with depending on your goal of who you want to be in contact with on LinkedIn. And so she's going to teach that process and she's going to teach us some different ways that we could use LinkedIn um, that have different outcomes. And then we're going to spend some time again implementing. And then also on that last day on Thursday, um, I probably should have said this first because it comes before Janice's, we're going to have an amazing talk on just how to even get work when you've been out of the workforce usually in our audience due to the fact that you have been mothering or doing a job that maybe you didn't 100% love because it worked with motherhood. But there comes a point, and that usually is my audience, where it's like, we don't want to just do anything anymore. And that drives a lot of us to entrepreneurship. But Becca um, Carnahan, who's going to be teaching this class, has just such a gift for also showing how you could get that same return in corporate, like having a job, um, that you could fill that same void of really wanting to live your best life um, and have balance and not be your own boss. So those are the four things that come up the most around here. So we're going to solve for them. And then we're going to give ample time, very um, directed time to get the things done so that by the end of the week, you, you've you made a lot of headway. And I'm so excited for this. Um, I forgot to mention that at the beginning of the week, we'll have a session to get you all situated and planned and really excited about the pieces that you've decided to show up for. So obviously, it's a lot. You don't have to show up for all of it. Um, but if you do, then you're going to get this um, amazing knowledge and you're actually going to implement it, which is going to be so great. So I hope to see you there. You can go sign up at plansimple.com slash workweek. And again, workweek runs, it's a holiday week, so Monday's off. So it runs from Tuesday the 11th um, through the 14th. And I just cannot wait to see you all there. Um, So that is one announcement that was really long. (laughs) The second announcement is that Flow 365 is open for enrollment right now. So if you want to dive even deeper in Workweek next week, um, definitely there's some perks to being in Flow 365 during it. And at the end of it, we actually have our amazing um, 
Kelly Lubak, who you're, will get on this show at some point soon. She just moved across the country, but she's our other one of our other teachers in Flow 365, and she does our monthly root, which is a nervous system reset. And so she'll be chiming in on Friday to really um, bring us back after a week of diving in and getting all these things done. Perhaps we'll all be feel a little bit ungrounded. And so she will reground. And then on Friday, we also have our, our weekly planning session. So that's so exciting. So if you want to dive in, you're, you're like diving into a great week. But there's also so many amazing things. Um, happening this fall. And we have a calendar that we just created so that you can see all the things that are happening in case Flow 365 is something that you've been thinking about. The other amazing thing about right now is that we really do believe that Flow is for a year. It really takes a year, all the seasons, to make really sustainable change. But people get such quick results that we decided to open it up for a 90-day season for the end of 2022, the 90-day season. So if you want to join in on the last 90-day season of the year, we would love to have you for that as well. Um, so there's two ways to sign up. You just go to plansimple.com slash flow365 flow and you'll see both options. And there's just so much going on. So the sooner you get in, the sooner you'll get all the goods. All right. I think those are my two announcements because that was a lot. And I really, really, really want you to hear what Julie has to say today. And we have linked up to her past episodes in the show notes. So you can go check those out. And if you love what she has to say, if you love her vibe, which I'm sure you will, Again, go check out Flow 365, but also go check out all her links because she has a lot of different ways to work with her as well, and I highly recommend that. All right, let's get Julie on the show. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast, or I should say welcome back to the Plan Simple Podcast because you've been on quite a few times. Thanks, Mia. Nice to be here again. Oh my gosh, so fun. So as we were starting... Um, which people listening can't see. You were you were opening sacred space into the podcast, which I love, and we'll get into a little bit more about you and all the things you have to offer us in in a minute. But the purpose of these shows, this series, is really to highlight women who are balancing all the things, who are thinking about everyone's entrepreneurs, who I'm as part of the series, and is really conscious about balancing their their work with their home and their food and sometimes as a mother and and all the different pieces and because your work is somewhat spiritual you have the spirituality part too which i'm so excited for you to share with us so let's just start by diving into tell everybody like what your business is mm -hmm. and and how that breaks down like what you do um so my work is mostly or completely as a shamanic healing arts practitioner um, and it breaks down into, into sort of three or four different components, depending on how I think about it. Um, there's private practice, one-on-one -on -one client work, and that's in person or on Zoom or on the phone. There's training people in living a shamanic life, living a world, living in the world where they're connected to nature and the energetic and stepping into the part of themselves that really wants to create their world and their life in a different way. So that's the teacher part. Mm -hmm. And then there's a mentor part where I mentor practitioners. So people who've been doing this kind of healing arts practice, um, I mentor them in the skills of healing arts. 
And then I run um, a couple of like online classes that run really regularly. So I lead a regular meditation every Sunday and I lead a journey circle class that's open to everybody with a shamanic lens. It's like journeying with shamanic lens. So how do you manifest your life? How do you show up for the sacred? You said um, spiritual life. And so it's a way of showing up for your spiritual life every week in a community that's doing that. Yeah. So I think that I cover awesome. them all. And so by the I way, wanna... not only, yeah, I think so. And not, and you, and you also teach in flow. So it's like you're teach, you're also giving your teachings to all these other places. So yes, everything you do is so, so amazing. So here's my, th like, here's like the most obvious thing I hear as I, as I hear you say that I'm like, huh, she really doesn't have a nine to five. <laughs> like it's very different than a nine to five. Yes. So yeah, and I guess the thing, the other thing I would say, yeah, I just wanted to yeah. add one of the things that part of that's all we said right before we came on this, this call, this podcast, that it's like, it's my work fitting into my life or my life fitting into my work. So that's also like, there's also all of life, which feels almost equally as important and sometimes takes more priority than my work. I admit it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So sorry. I love it. I love it. And you fold it in so beautifully. And I mean, I don't know all the pieces, but I do know that you were leading a meditation for us in Flow 365 just the other day. And we found you having gone to have lunch with your son and you were sitting by a river and it was like the perfect place for us. And mm -hmm. it was the perfect place for you because you wanted to go have lunch with your, your college age kid, which is amazing. Yeah. So let's talk about how you think about that, like about how you're making choices about how this unfolds. Because I, I feel like you have such an open sense of time and what is going to unfold and where you need to be when. So will you tell us a little bit about about how you're how you're navigating that yeah so i i want to put a sentence here that says i came from a very corporate background of working 60 to 80 hours a week in biotech and startup environment yep. um and i didn't see my kids how long very ago much. was that that has now i left my full-time gig in 2006 and then i consulted for six years and left that hr work in 2012. So it's been 10 years, God, full 10 God. years. I didn't actually realize that till just this moment that I haven't done HR except for friends as little consulting gigs here and there. Um, <clears throat> but I really left that because I wasn't having enough time in my family and with my children. Um, so, so I'm, so I'm here um, in this place of, of thinking about always thinking about where is my joy and what brings me joy. And I work in I work, and it is a place of sort of balancing life and work and really attending to both parts of those places in myself and being present for um, both. Um, what does my work need? What does my business need from me? And what does my life need from me it, so that I can thrive in my business? Because if I don't have that balance of taking care of my life, um, swimming, meditating, spending time in nature um, and being with my family, my kids, especially, then I don't to show up as well in my work and I don't know if you're still here so because it's, there's some interesting technology things going on here I know right can you hear me I can totally hear you I have a pink and yeah, yeah, purple yeah. and blue screen <laughs> oh that's so funny so this is what this is what it does I said sometimes the other person goes blurry yeah so okay so so you're thinking about all these things and would you say that you prioritize the life piece 
Would you say that I that do actually, first? I do actually prioritize the life piece. So when I'm, so like, like right now I'm in the middle of teaching, it's actually three quarters of the way through, but I teach a four weekend series, the medicine wheel, and I'm, I've done three weekends. So in the week leading up to, in the day after that class, it's a, it's a, it goes like Thursday to Sunday. I'm a hundred percent all into work and everybody knows it in my family and my friends and my life. It's like work. Um, and if someone happens to fly in some friend from out of town, I will make time for them during that weekend for dinner. Like, but other than that, it's all work all the time for those particular moments. Um, yep. but, and the rest of the time it's like, well, how can I get a swim today? You know, it's summer. So I swim in Walden Pond all the time. And, you know, I schedule my swims first and my, and my meditation time first in the week. And then I put my clients in and, you know, and there yes. are some clients who are on time zones, So I have to put them in first cause they are time zones don't match up or like that. But so a few significant times of the year, I'm a hundred percent work that the stuff that's planned out in advance, like those classes or Thursday circle, which I do every Thursday or sacred Sunday, which is eight, eight o'clock every Sunday. Those are immovable objects. But other than that life, and spiritual practice first and then work. Okay. And will you, okay. So I have so many questions based on that. Cause I think this is so good for everyone listening. So first of all, one of the things I've noticed is hard to let go of and is like the sense of time that we've like been conditioned to understand. And mm -hmm. so a few places that I see that one of which you and I are working together to change people's mind about and flow is, is just like that the start of a cycle might have more to do with the moons than the first of a month. Yes, so that's one of them. Although it's interesting because just now we finished a retreat that happened to dovetail with the moons and it was the first of the month and I could even feel myself relieved <laughs> that I was like starting on the first which is yeah. so interesting yeah. and then the, the other one that I feel like you um you sort of I don't know if overcome is the right word but that you play with all the time is weekends versus weekdays because mm -hmm. I think that's another one where it's like we're supposed to work during the week and then we're supposed to have the weekends off and you know, very often your most meaningful work is happening on the weekends in these amazing classes. So how do you, how do you navigate? Like, like, is there anything behind, like, is there anything you've had to change around your thinking or just to even like, were you inclined to work during the weekdays after your weekend events at any point, just cause it was the week or have you always been really good about knowing that you needed time off compared to working? Well, some, time ago, I don't remember, but a number of years ago now in my practice, um, because of that weekend thing, I realized that no matter if I finished work, if I did one of those trainings and I finished work on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, any time of that, and sometimes even Thursday, um, the following Monday, and literally Monday, not like three days after the class was over or the day after the class was over, on Monday, I don't work unless it's essential. Like Monday yeah. is off after a training. And and it was part of the like, I just worked because when I'm teaching and training, even though the training might go from 830 to six, it's a hundred percent of my hours. It's in my meditation practice, my personal meditation practice. It's in the places I show up. It's I'm holding the group. I might be answering calls or texts from the class or sitting with them in, in uh, or a ceremony or all different things. So, so that's one thing that I did very early on that was very tied to a specific day of the week. Um, and then I work with the rhythms also of the days of the week as 
planet days, right? So oh, Thursday. Oh, right. I forgot about this piece. Yeah. Ooh, this is so fun. Thir- <laughs> so Thursday is, um, is a sacred day of showing up for your work and showing up to learn and showing up for, um, in a way, celebration, uh, Jupiter. That, you know, like think of that big orange, beautiful spot and all the places that we show up for Thursday. And so, so it's not an accident that Thursday circle is on Thursday because that's part of the energy of Thursday. Um, yeah, I sort of, there's something else in there that you asked that I, I'm not, Oh, and just time in general is that the thing about time is what I've learned over the years and what I teach and what I practice and what I know, because I also teach a class that's like mastery of time is the place of being with, when things are going effortlessly, so in your map, when we're in the flow, when we've addressed food, lifestyle, om, spirituality, and work, when we've like made our peace with each part of that, then life ought to flow effortlessly. And if it's not flowing effortlessly, that means I need to stop doing that right now and come back to when it's when it's effortless. So, yes. you know, I've been thinking, I've been, I used to take trips to, lead trips to Peru before COVID every single year, and I haven't led one since COVID, and I keep people have been asking me to do it and I'm waiting and I start to schedule it. And then it's like, Nope, not yet. And I start to schedule it. Nope, not yet. So it's like, as soon as the doors and the energy flows smoothly and greatly, there'll be an easy full trip for Peru in my calendar, but not before. (laughs) So it's a little bit of listening to where the energy moves or listening to my body say, "I, I, if I don't feel energized and excited about something, then it's not the right time. Okay, so that is a perfect segue into really what you teach about and why people, you know, pay you a lot of money to 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 learn from you and be with you and and get healing from you. And I think that so so I think like one of the things that I I noticed in my own life as well and sort of why I actually do what I do now um is that it was really surprising to me when I started to learn it that that slowing down, that pausing, that meditation, that taking care of myself, that like even like not signing my kids up for everything, that might have been one of the most tangible things I did first, even maybe before meditation. But all these things that were like not busy actually in some sense have moved the needle forward. I'm trying to think of a good way to say it. It's almost like to slow it. Like it's like slowing down to speed up, except I don't even want to say speed up. It's just like, it just moves me more toward my ideal life Mm -hmm. than going, Mm -hmm. which is so was not intuitive to me. And I know it's not intuitive to a lot of listeners. And I feel like it's what we spend a lot of time on, like really practicing and calling each other out on and, you know, masterminding on in flow because it, it's hard like it's just hard to understand and you literally help others do this in your business and you literally live your life this way so yeah. can, do you have anything like do you have a way to explain that um well some of it i would start by saying i would start by saying how much i appreciate and adore mia and love you mia and it's not it doesn't have to be hard <laughs> So I was yeah. watching the place, the place, part of it is the language we use with ourselves. Like I never have enough time. Yes. I never have enough time. I never have enough time. And the more you say you never have enough time, guess what? 
you never you have never enough, have time. enough have enough time. So, yes. So like all and we per- play a lot with that in flow, right? Like we right. play a lot with right. the language because it's like yeah. you can do the same thing and talk about it differently and it like you literally have a different experience. Right. And you're actually that's one of the things that I love working with you on personally because sometimes I'll say I have this goal of getting growing circle and getting more people into circle and you're saying, "Well, what is the actual girl? Like, what are you actually, are you building a community? Are you sharing the teachings more? Do you want to get more people access to love and effortlessness and timelessness? Like what's the actual thing that you're wanting to create there? So, um, so when it comes to time and busyness, the more time. So if you think of time as a commodity, right? How, where, and I think of it more like where you put your attention is where your energy goes. So if you block attention and where you put and where you put your energy is what you create in your life. So if you want spaciousness and relaxation and um, clarity and fun and joy, you have to put some energy, some attention on that. And in if you're doing a planning process, that means you have to block time. You have to cir- circle an hour of your week or a day of the month or to be with that energy. And if you don't, it's like if you don't eat, you're going to be hungry. If you don't allow time for space and the infinite and the sacred, you're not going to have the infinite or the space or the sacred or the magic because you haven't made any time for it. So when we do, when I do vision maps in my workshop, I know we do, you have do that. Sometimes we do that with, um, uh, with another one of your faculty. She does vision map work with us. When they, I do them in my class, we do the vision map, but we actually leave open space for spirit to show up and, inform the map because my even my imagination of my life when I left my HR job I had been trying to reimagine my life and working with top executive coaches in Boston and interviewing for really cool jobs but I couldn't possibly have imagined that this would be my life and that I'd travel all over the world to teach and lead trips in Peru and do all those things but I when I left my job I basically like took a you know like stepped off a cliff into the into the openness of, I don't know what's next, but what I do know is I want more time with my children. And I made space for that. And then spirit stepped in and said, okay, well, you have these skills as a trainer and you love this, you know, like, okay, how about this? Does that make sense? I think that's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I I actually want to keep going there because that's so interesting because you were basically burnout from a job, you were burnout from Mm -hmm. work you were doing. Mm -hmm. And what you heard had nothing to do with work. It had to do with your kids, but you, you trusted that. So it's, it's interesting that it doesn't always have to, the answers are so different from spirit or the universe than, than we would, then we might be asking for. Um, right. And I just want to point that out because that's just an interesting thing that in taking time for your kids is what led to this amazing body of work you've been creating for the past 10 years, right? Exactly, exactly. And and like you mentioned right at the beginning of this of this podcast about going to see Gino, I was going to visit a friend and I have to drive right through the campus he's studying this summer to my son and I drive right through his college campus and he wanted to see me, which was like you know, made me so happy. He's 20 so that my 20-year-old wants to hang out with me for the afternoon. <laughs> and I and I got there early enough to find a space. And sometimes some of you may know that internet and signal phone signal in Vermont is not always a reliable (laughs) situation, (laughs) but I just said to spirit, I really want both of these things. I want to show up fully for Mia and her and the, and the flow and our retreat. And I want to show up fully for Gino. All right, spirit, 
you know, and I brought the table that I put my computer on when I'm out in the world and I brought my good microphone and I charged my computer and all the batteries, but then I trusted it to spirit. And like, I couldn't have made up that place by the river. It was so perfect. Like we're talking about flow and we're sitting, I'm sitting in front of a river and doing a meditation on a river and flow. Like, okay. But I, but I didn't know that that was going to happen. So it's like, having the very clear process, the very, I mean, not the very clear, the very clear vision of what I want to do. And then saying, okay, spirit, I'm going to leave ample time to set up. So I don't feel anxious. Cause I know that that makes a whole other thing show up. I'm going to make the space in my calendar to settle, to be settled, to define my seat. And you're going to f- provide me the perfect place with perfect signal that doesn't drop. And like, I think I've been in Boston and had not as good signals I had on, on for, for yeah, the that's amazing. So I love this line of like just real life stories. So let's do another one. Do you, so can you give us an example of how this shows up in your offerings in your business or in your business growth, like ways, times when maybe you haven't had the answer or you haven't known what was happening and this is the process you go to, to figure out what the next thing is in your business? Um. Well, I do lots of different things around that. So, you know, I participate, I do a very sacred thing over winter. Um, yep. but I'll, although I haven't actually looked at that, I've used that, um, as my prediction for the year, a lot of times that sacred nights journeying and yep. journaling and tracking dreams and pulling cards. Um, I, it hasn't shown up that way at all in my year this year. Um, but I have, since I started this business, gotten clear about what I want, like I want to grow my private practice. And then I keep just saying it and like putting it in my meditation and talking about it in masterminds or business groups. And then and doing moving a little bit towards that, like not not doing nothing besides meditating, build a website, start a whatever meditation. But then I wait, then I let spirit show up to help me out. So like the two examples that came to mind when you said it was like, I wanted to, I taught I taught for, I was 10 years of faculty for the Four Winds Society, which is like the heart, they call it the Harvard University of Energy Medicine Healing. And I was faculty there. And, um, and I wanted to teach in private community also in small groups to help like bring the teachings to make them more accessible because it's the Harvard University of, of energy medicine. So it has a Harvard University price tag. Um, yes. So I wanted to teach in smaller groups and I was telling everybody that I wanted to do it and like talking to people about hosting and I would, you know, some energy practitioner would host me in their community. And I would, my vision was, I would point to them, like, this is your practitioner. I'm just here as the visiting faculty and I'm going to take you through this process. And it took two years, but then I was having at the end of a pro trip, I was having lunch with somebody and she said, where are you going? And I said, I'm going on vacation to the outer banks. And she said, Oh my gosh, I live in the outer banks. Do you want to see clients while you're on vacation? And easily and effortlessly she, I ended up extending my vacation by a week because I saw 30 clients, brand new clients in two weeks. And then she said, do you want to teach here? Because I have a place you could teach. Do you want to teach the medicine wheel? I would love to have you come into my community and teach it. And we had 18 people, you know, so it was like, and it was effortless. So it comes all the way back to the place that I said about time. It's like, be really clear about what you want to create in your business and then the universe has its own sense of time. And as women, um, I love to do this thing. This might take us over the edge so you can edit it out later. But, you know, women 
we're females in, fem in female biological bodies in our cisgender self, um, but women have eggs that call a sperm to them. Like we do, we do egging. We're not sperm. We don't like go out swimming like by the million trying to get. We call the experiences to us of what we want. So I love that. It's really remembering that part of ourselves. That's like, I know I want to have a baby. I'm going to, I'm going to keep inviting sperm in. And eventually if I'm supposed to have a baby, I'll have a baby, but I can't make that happen. Even if I'm right. trying to make it happen medically, it's not really up to me. And when I yeah. do have, you know, when I was, had the blessing of having, carrying two children, I wasn't in charge of growing their bones or their nails or their hair or their anything. I just held the space and they, and something got in there and did magic. Awesome. Okay. I love that. I love that story. I love the story of starting your business that way. I love all of that. So yep. now let's get into like, I, I would love you to break that down a little, because this is what you do in your business, <laughs> but I would love you to break that down a little bit of that relationship just to like be super clear to everyone listening. So there's meditation. Yep. There's staying open to guidance, there's yep. staying in joy, and there's taking action. Yes. So I, I think if I'm like speaking back to you, what you just said. Yep. So like, can you, can you weave that together in a way that makes sense so that people like, because I think that, um, I think that's really important to understand because all those things are things that you basically have to make some space and time for yeah, <laughs> in so order for that to work. So you started with meditation. I would even... So yes, it hundred percent can be meditation. It can also be dreaming. Like, what are you dreaming? What do you, you know? So I actually was doing a decluttering thing with you as we did a decluttering day once in a while. And I found a dream. It was literally a dream book from when I was working in corporate because we were taking my company public and somebody came, they, they came in to teach us about going public and what was stock options and all that we did. Like I ran these financial seminars for the employees and oh my God, I literally can't that. even imagine you in that role. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. You've yeah. definitely found your role. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I in that dream book, it's like, well, what would you dream if you had more money? Like what what are your dreams? And one of my dreams was I would have summers to spend with my children. I would spend summers with my kids. And and I couldn't possibly imagine doing that. I was the one who supported my whole family financially and made a lot of money doing it as a corporate HR exec, right? So but I found that journal and I realized, wow, I've spent I've like totally lived that dream. And I ended up leaving my job to on June 1st, so I could have the summer with my kids. So like, what's the dream? And, and then meditate on that, like, like spend, spend time or dream and envision. And what does it feel like? And who are you when you spend time with your kids? And how do you show up in the world? And how do you show up for your family? And how do you show up for your friends? If you have that nourishment of that was my dream, spending time with my children in the summers or spending their school vacations with them or all the places having the freedom to do that meditate and then put the structure in place so that if you want to spend time summers with your kids, how does your life work around that? How does your work that you make money? Do you have the right computer technology or do you have the right system or do you have a, a job? Like, can you make your work so that it can go anywhere? Um, it's been a long time way before zoom that I've been doing phone work actually for more than for 15 years. So, you know, get a good headset, um, get a phone with good signal. Like, you know, we have a phone package that's whatever phone company because I travel internationally and it's not okay. I cannot have 
a phone that doesn't work internationally. That's not optional for me. That's like an, a critical expense of my business. So, so meditate, put this, the like physical structure in place for your success, the physical, like the facilities, what are the facilities? Um, and, and make a plan and then leave room for spirit to show up and make it easier for you. So Got it. don't, don't make the plan so finite and so tight. Like, you know, I want to have 50 people in my circle or 40 people in my circle, but if spirit wants me to have 4,000, okay, I'm open to that. Then I'm going to need and, you know, the support, the staff to come help me or the, you know. And like tell that. us about that a little bit. How do you not like, is that an energy thing not being so tight? Is that like, tell me a little bit more about that. Um, it's, you know, oftentimes when we make goals or lists or plans, we say, um, you know, what's the minimum you need? Like I've heard you say this, well, what's the minimum people you need to have that class run? And I'll say, I'll answer, you have to have 10 to make it financially viable. But then I have to immediately say, but I want, it's not about the minimum. It's about what kind of experience do I want to have? And right. what, what, what's the group that I'm bringing together and what's the optimal group size for them. And, and like, I remember in the last two years, twice, there was something that it was, I had gotten so many messages that I was supposed to be teaching the class and it wasn't happening. And I actually put it in my meditation practice. I said, okay, spirit, if I'm supposed to have this class, I need four more enroll enrollments by this date minimum, you know, like you gotta, or, or sometimes I don't even do it by the number. I say, help me out here. Show me that I'm supposed to be doing this class. And then I'll get these mystery enrollments of people like somebody's in my medicine wheel right now who bought the journey toolkit and which is a little, you know, PDF pack, you know, thing that you can buy from me for $27 to teach you how to journey or $19 or whatever it is. And, and then she signed up for the wheel on the day that I said the prayer to spirit, like if I'm supposed to do this, give me a sign. And she's through three directions and she's loving it and it's changing her life, but she didn't know why she signed up. I just suddenly right. had the impulse to sign up. I have no idea why I'm here. I love your journey toolkit. It's really helped me and changed my practice, but like, what am I doing here? I don't know. So is that, that's a kind of a big answer. Yeah, but... that's, I love, no, I love that. I love that. So in that case, I think if I remember correctly, the four people did come. Is that true? Yeah. 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 Every time yeah, I ask support... and yeah. And that's the other thing, you know, like if you ask for help from spirit to spirit, you always get help a hundred percent of the time. It might look nothing like you imagined it to look. And we have to remember to ask for help. Okay. And then be open to receiving it because it will come in like it shows up in mysterious ways. So that's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask about because you're so amazing at like um, seeking joy and like consistently like going towards the positive. So if four people don't come because that's not the thing that's supposed to happen right then, then then what happens? Like, then what does somebody like, how, like, how do we stay in that energy of like, oh, so. Well, now it's I, a little like, bit, you know, the old expression, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Yeah. Like it's that, it's that hundred percent. Um, and sometimes that involves having a big cry first or like allowing space for the disappointment too. You know, I had my first ever planned, my first ever global Mesa gathering. I had faculty coming from, I live in Boston. I had faculty coming from Portland, Oregon. 
uh, Toronto, Canada and Germany to teach, co-teach with me. And it was scheduled for March 20th, 2020. And yeah. I had 50 people signed up I remember and that. I was like, what the heck? Like I, you've been asking, Spirit had been asking me to do it for years and I hadn't done it and I finally do it and then COVID. And so I, I like, okay, well, and it was the first weekend and we were only going to close for two weeks. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go for, I'm going to pivot. And I put it all online at the last minute and everybody apps, it was like exactly what everybody needed and more people were able to come and more yep. people came and more people showed up and were so nourished in that whole, like what's happening shut world shutdown thing. It was like great to spend the right, weekend. Like that was literally like moments after that moments. all happened on March moments. 20th. We shut yeah. down here in Boston. We shut down on 17th and it start my thing started on the 19th, I think, or the 20th. Yeah. And it was three days and I, we did all that. And then that pivot nudged me into doing online teaching with several of my students had been asking me to do for years. And I was like, so resistant to it, even though I had been doing online teaching for the four winds for years and zoom way before the pandemic, I just didn't, wasn't my nature. Like I like in person fire with fire. That's real that you can warm your hands by. <laughs> so yeah. So it's like, how do you make lemonade out of that situation? And sometimes the making lemonade is like, oh, you know what? I was pushing and I just need to rest, actually. It's not actually pivoting and changing the whole business and doing an online thing that was supposed to be in person. It's like, I'm actually supposed to rest now. And when the things yeah. start to fall apart that are supposed to be happening, then I, my reaction is to get curious. What's going on here that this is happening because this isn't how, like, something's going to happen. And sometimes it's things like the world is making space for something that you need to fully attend to. Like, you know, yeah. your kid, you know, like I was trying to launch my practice years ago and many, many years ago and it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. And I was so confused because everybody it was so clear. And my kid ended up, one of my kids ended up having Lyme and, and for six, and he was very, very, very ill. And for five to six months, my full-time job was getting him better, not launching a new business. So, yes. So, so it's just what you couldn't have known in that moment. Yeah. 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 So it's like, I'm just open to, I'm here to be of service and, and, you know, yeah, I love, that. To love in the earth. And, and so my idea of service might be one thing and spirits idea is something else. Yeah. And I love those two things of being open and then getting curious, being open yeah. and getting curious. Those are my favorite sort of yeah. actions from what you just shared. I love that. Okay. Yeah. So we're coming close to the end, but will you tell us a little bit? Cause we, we, uh, I really wanted to dig into how spirituality supports your business. Cause I think that that's really important mm -hmm. seeing as you have a very spiritual business. Um, but tell us about the other areas. So food and sort of, well, you've gone into motherhood, which I guess is lifestyle, but like food and home, is there a way that those or or just the lifestyle you want to lead, um, how do those support your business or, or vice versa? Um, food is super important to me. I, in like, I've been studying nutrition since I got pregnant, actually. I really wanted to have a clean, healthy body to be a hostess to babies. So I thought that was important. So I love, I love to eat. I'm Italian and a lot of things, but <laughs> part half Italian. Um, I love to eat and cook. So I, I know that when I take time to nourish myself with food and when I teach classes, I 
set the, you know, like I said, a menu that's very supportive, which means basically in shorthand, no gluten, no sugar, and no dairy <laughs> in shorthand. Um, and as close to the sun as you can, eat as close to the sun. That's really important to my work. And when I'm eating well and hydrated, my work goes better. And when I eat junk food, it, it's my, it gets, uh, uh, what would I say? It gets, um, it doesn't flow. It just, it's more yeah. like, it's like when you don't get an oil change for your car, right? It's like it starts making noises and it clangs and it doesn't, the acceleration isn't as much or you don't have as much freedom or you don't sleep as well. So like food to me is like whole body health. And that's why also, like I've mentioned in this podcast, swimming is really important to me in the summer because as soon as I get into the water, whether I'm standing on, on a paddleboard or swimming through it, um, it just changes everything for me. Um, being by the I water. feel like it's not only the summer for you. I feel like you have a wetsuit so you can swim into the wetsuit. very cold days yeah. of winter, Julie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the latest I've gone is November. So when it gets to be below 55, I don't usually swim, but between 50 and 55, somewhere in there, I stop in, in, in Fahrenheit. <laughs> um, yeah. So food is really important. And, um, and, and also because I'm an extrovert and this place which means I get nourished by being around people. It's important that, and that's part of what you say is like chasing joy or whatever. I spent the weekend with some mm -hmm. girlfriends in the Adirondacks, which is why, how I ended up passing through town. And it, and, you know, and I gave myself that gift and I still got up on Sunday when they were, you know, busy doing other things and did sacred Sunday. And I, you know, it did, I do all the things from where I am. Um, and it's important to me to make time and space for those places of being nourished with people. Um, and that yeah. nourishes my work. And, and yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for me, it's the opposite. I'm an introvert. So I'm like, how can I go home and just be alone? <laughs> Which yeah, is hard right. in my house because I have three teens and a husband, right. and, you know, and a dog. <laughs> but right. every once in a while, I'm like, I just need to be alone, people. No, right. Friends. And they respect that. Um, and yeah. 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 And that's me. So the, more we, me. the more we also practice and commit to our practice, then the more the universe supports us in having that. So, you yes. know, when my kids were little... Like they were not allowed to watch TV, but I did um, a yoga video, a 20 minute yoga video every day for almost two years, the same video. And that was when they were allowed to watch TV and they would come and watch Rodney Yee do yoga in Hawaii. And I would do my yoga practice and they would sit quietly and, and be there for that. And if I didn't do my yoga practice, like some turn in the morning, they'd say, they'd say, mom, you didn't do yoga today. Not because they wanted to watch TV because they noticed the difference. So yes. It's like when you make space for, one of my teachers says he meditates an hour every day. And when his kids were little, he would sit down in the middle of his living room and put his face mask on and they would like do their sword play or their thing, whatever they were doing. And he would meditate. And if they, yeah. and if he didn't do it, they would come to him with his mask and say, his eye mask and say, you know, um, dad, yeah. <laughs> you should do that thing that you do because, you know, <laughs> Not going yeah, so well. I love it. That's some kids are some good accountability. Yeah. Um, that's definitely how I became a water drinker at some point was my kids. They reminded me. I love it. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. I know. Okay. So what's coming up and then we're going to wrap. So tell people how to find you and tell us what's, what's happening. What's coming up. Um, innerpeaceandwellness.com innerpeace, A-N-D wellness.com is my website. You can find me there. You can also find me at Julie A. Hannon for my initial A uh, on YouTube To There's a huge library of meditations if you want to practice with me and, uh, or come live on Sundays. That's my favorite thing to see people live on Sundays at eight. 
Um, and what's coming up, there's going to be a couple of classes that I was supposed to announce yesterday, but C-Spirit didn't have that happen. So they're being you know, <laughs> two, two fall classes and another medicine wheel and a trip to Peru in March. All those things you can go onto my website and get on the waiting list for, but they're not formally outlined there yet. So with dates, but the, the March dates um, are around March 20th. So it'll be a little bit before March 20th and go to the end of March is the, is the Peru trip. And that'll be Sacred Valley uh, in Cusco, Machu Picchu, and Lake Titicaca. So that's exciting. Wow, to keep going back there. I haven't so... been there since the fall of 2019. So it's been a while and I miss it terribly. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. I yeah. love it. All right, we will put all those links in the show notes. Um, I highly recommend doing everything with Julie. And we didn't really get into it, but we kept referring to meditation and I have like, I mean, I've had moments of a quiet practice and I've had moments where it's like really helpful to be guided because the mind is busy and, you know, I don't do all the work to figure out what's happening around me all the time. And sometimes it's just nice to have the guidance. So yeah, we love what and we you do. know, and we didn't say this time, we almost always usually start with a little meditation, but if you're coming to the end of the podcast, take a couple of moments and breathe in and out of your heart, put your hand on your heart. Take a long breath in through your nose and a long exhale through your mouth and just let it all go and like have and spend three or four or six breaths. Six breaths is my favorite. Spend six breaths dreaming. What do you want to what do you want to take out of this podcast? Like what's the thing that you want to shift in your life and whether it's joining flow or coming and visiting with me in circle or having a meditation or just having a dream of I'm going to spend more time with my kids this summer and less time angsting about my business. Go for it. Yeah. Having a dream. I think that's a really important one right now. Mm -hmm. I'm a big dreamer. It feels hard to dream right now. I don't know why, but I'm a big dreamer yeah. and, and it feels hard. And so I, and I hear that quite often. So giving ourselves permission to dream, I think is such a good, yeah, such a good action. Yeah. I like, I like to say also to my students, my clients, all the people to spirit say, show me, show me, show me. And if you, if you think, Oh, I never see anything or I'm not a visual person then say, tell me, tell me, tell me, or, 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 you know, oh, I like that. Show, show me or me, tell me, me and, me. and like, I'm here. Tell me what to do next. I'm here. Yeah. And bring in that frequency of love and gratitude. It's so good. Thank you, Julie. That's this was amazing. So Thank helpful you, I think, for anyone balancing all these things. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm really, I am so, so grateful. It's so fun to talk about it with you and to show up in this way and yeah. celebrate it. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where real change comes from. But here's the thing. Very often we come into this work because we're really wanting to make some big changes in our lives, right? We want to grow a big company. We want to make a big shift in our health, we want to make a big shift in our homes. And so that bigness makes it feel like the effort to change it has to be big. But I have seen over and over again in my own life and in the lives of many, many, many Flow 365ers that it is the little things that add up. It is genuinely the little things that add up to make the big changes. And sometimes even one little thing makes a big shift. So it's so much more effective to really take on the little things, really make them part of your life, make it fit into your days, and have those add up over time than to 
stand like a deer in headlights in front of a big change that you can't move on. It feels like you're in molasses. You ever been there? I know I have. So at the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take action, so that you can take those little steps. And we share three, not so that you can even do all three, but so that you can choose one, the one that resonates most, and really, again, fit it into your life. So here are three nuggets of wisdom that Miss Julie shared with us today. Number one, nourish yourself so that things can flow. This might look like eating well, staying hydrated. Nourishing ourselves, it can affect our sleep. It can fuel our work. And please, please, please don't forget that nourishing doesn't only have to be about food and water, although we love when it is about those things. But you might close your eyes and ask yourself, what would be most nourishing to me right now? And it might be about seeing a friend or traveling to be near something. Like Julie shared that she it's nourishing for her to be near the water right? So what is nourishing for you? What is truly nourishing? What do you need right now? And nourish yourself and see how that affects all the areas. All right, doable change number two, schedule your life and spiritual practices first. We talk about scheduling and flow, putting things into time, and Julie starts with a set events in her business, a weekly meditation on a Sunday and Sacred Circle on Thursday. And then she schedules her own practices, swimming and meditation before clients. So what would happen if you put yourself on your calendar first, right? What would happen? And this isn't about, whenever I say this, someone's like, well, I just like, I can't do like massages and mani-pedis and haircuts. Like that would just be too much. But this is not what we're talking about. All right. We're talking about your life, your practices. This can be about making money. This can be about meditation. This can be about a walk alone. A huge one for me was walking without the dog. (laughs) I realized that I was walking so often with the dog. It wasn't my walk anymore. It wasn't that creative flow that I had become so accustomed to before we had a dog. And so it's like, what are those things that you just need to schedule? You need to make space for so that you can show up to your work and your family and all your relationships as the most whole version of yourself. What does that look like for you? And put them in first. The concept in Flow 365 or in the flow planning process is this idea that if you put those things in first, you're still going to have time for the other things. And you're going to have to take my word for that until you practice it. But the second you practice it, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, how did I just let all those other things add up and never get to these things first before? So just try it for a week. That's all we're asking here, right? It's all an experiment. All right, number three, start with your vision. This is how, this is literally at the backbone of the flow planning process is that so often when when we sit down to make a plan, whether it's a meal plan or a plan for our lives or the whole flow plan or something for a specific project at work, you know, we're taking all this input from people around us or from the world around us. And we're making a plan that's not coming from within. It's not coming with, from within us. 
So getting in this practice of starting with your vision or dream, what do you really want? What would life look like if you created the life that you really want? You literally don't have to know how to get there to get really clear on your vision at all. Like that, the point is the clarity, not knowing how to get there. You're always going to know a next step. Sometimes it's researching how to get there, right? So this doable change is really about creating space. It's really the, the why we named this podcast, what we named it, right? It's, it's really making that space for meditation, for journaling, to make space for that vision and that dream to come through you so you can see it. You have to allow space for it. So this doable change is really about not adding anything into your schedule, but just creating time where you can just be. And you're not filling it with noise. You're not turning on a podcast. You might be moving, but you might also just be sitting there and you're just seeing what comes through you. It's amazing. All right. I hope you all loved this conversation with Julie. Again, Julie has been a longtime Flow365 member and she's been a client for, I mean, she's been a client. I've been a client of hers since way before she was a member of Flow. And so it was so exciting to also invite her into being a teacher in 2022 because her piece of really creating the space of what that last doable change, she really creates space for vision within Flow365 um, on a monthly basis. And she's really reading the group and always saying the perfect thing. And you can listen to the recording over and over again. It's so good live. And then you can keep listening. And it really helps hold that space for magic. And that piece is really important, I believe, in planning, which is why we have Julie now um, teaching that every month, because that enables us to get out of our own way and see what's possible. And so if all of this sounds cool and interesting, you should definitely come check out Flow. Um, Enrollment is open in a really special way right now where you can come join for the year as always, which is what I recommend. But we've also opened up this window of 90 days for anyone who's unsure and just wants to come see what it's like. So come on over to plansimple.com slash flow365. And if you're listening to this episode after the fact, way after the fact, then Um, you can still go to the page and there's always an opportunity to get on the wait list. And whenever it's a good inflection point to come in and we can really hold new people as they come in, we we open up the, the wait list and we'll let you in. All right. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, Share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five-minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart, and have a great day.